It is February the 3rd, 2024. I'm Chris, and this is the future of photography. The future of photography. I really sound like a morning radio DJ. Hey, Adrian, <laughs> Jeremiah, how are you guys doing? Good. Band is back together, it seems. And uh, yeah. off we go on another... Yeah. Really. On another adventure. That's right. <laughs> well into the year, 2024 should be a... <laughs> so I, re I saw beautiful cartoons like somebody just uh, at, at a table with a, a, a whiskey glass kind of moping going, oh my God, what a year. And the person next to him going, you know, it's only February, right? Captain, it's only <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. February, yeah. Oh, so, man. There we go. Yeah. So, so. Someone, sa someone said we, we have uh, finally, uh, we're finally done with the uh, first month of the year with January, but the reward for it is February. So, very, very quickly, January. It was like, I, was, I remember thinking on, on Wednesday, I was like, where, where did that go? No, it just went pew. Just, yes. Well, you get you get to to have an extra day in February because it's a leap year. Yeah, which is hey. <laughs> all right. We are going to talk about photography as we as we do on this show. And uh, um, how do how do we set this up? How do we, we set we, the topic we, up? We we thought we would talk about the experience of a photograph in various mediums and working backwards, we are all going to uh, hopefully celebrate the arrival of Apple's Vision Pro. We need we need to talk about this device because... We, we, we do, we do. Yeah, because I, I haven't got one yet. Um, uh, yet, yet, he says. I might get one in about 10 years' time. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting the first one. I'm not yet. Yeah. No, no, I mean, the first, first one, one which uh, I will admit is on its way to me, um, is, is uh, I think... Why am really I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> it's really for developers. Uh, that That's my instinct, um, that it is about just throwing up as much um, technology uh, that is available from Apple in this kind of realm. Seeing what I, I have a theory about doesn't. this as well. I don't, I'm not sure it is for developers. I mean, yes, developers hopefully will, will be attracted to it. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to play with one. Uh, there's a link in the show notes to a pretty in-depth first usage review by Marquez Brownlee, um, who's pretty good at these sorts of things, quite frankly. At least 18 million followers think he is. Yeah, um, he's, and, he's doing and a good I, job. I, uh, he's doing a grand job. As I, I've followed him for years, and he's doing a grand job. Um, and I, I've got a theory that I think Apple brought the Vision Pro to market for their own benefit. Not, and I don't mean in terms of revenue generation. I mean for their engineers. It's an engineer's product, right? And I think they recognised that they needed the discipline of releasing a product to be able to get all of that stuff into one place and to start the learning process. Yeah, that 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 is represented by a first generation product. I mean, there's so much stuff in. I mean, it's it, it's not so much stuff. Okay, so for for Apple, it's a first generation product, and it, I mean, if if you want to be really blunt, you can say it's a VR headset with yeah, well, bells is, and whistles and pass through, <laughs> and it it acts like an AR device and so on. But it's not the first one on the market, and this is this is very typical Apple. They bring something to market which is. As many as many products, uh, there's a certain um, amount of people going meh, 
right? Like, do, the do haters. You, the do haters you rem- hate. Do you remember the first reactions to the AirPods? And now they are like a Fortune 500 company if you if you separate them out. In their own um, right, yeah. <laughs> or or the iPad or whatever the the or the Apple Watch. I remember the first voices talking about the Apple Watch, and now everyone's wearing one. So um, I do. I I don't expect this to go any different way. It will soon have people. It's getting a lot of apps, and uh, maybe the second one, the third one is. It's going to be better yeah. on the affordability scale and well, so on. Well, I think on. that's critical what you're saying. And it, it, in other words, at, at the current price of $3,500, this is not a consumer Quite base. prohibitive, it's yeah. very, very expensive. And, you know, my thinking is when it shrinks down half the weight, twice the speed, uh, better in all versions and about the cost of an iPhone, I think that that becomes a consumer product that people will have right now what is sticky about how it's used that is going to be up to those first early adopters to say this is what we love about it this is what we don't love about it this is what works amazingly and then build on that and it'll it'll take some time until it finds its its stride its killer apps and so on so exactly um, but it is a camera and it is a viewing device yes and that's why we're talking about it Uh, you know my uh close friend uh peter who just got his yesterday and wore and he is he was one of the people who wrote quicktime uh first mri software and uh has worked he was cto of of uh um, electronic arts so so, you know he he knows something about technology and you know people I do. Uh, P- Peter um, immediately phoned me after wearing it for, you know, about two hours or playing with it for about two hours. And he is extremely, um, let's say, analytical, critical about new technologies, sees it for what it is. He said, wow, Apple outdid themselves in the first release. In other words, it far exceeded his expectations for what was promised. And that that's so I'm looking forward to it. I mean, my own um my own instinct is it would be good to work on a big canvas using my hands. Uh, Adobe is all in on this, and this excites me a lot. Uh, sure, on a long flight, leaning back and watching an <laughs> IMAX screen on a film will be interesting and be good. Eye fatigue, I'm interested in what that's like. Uh, Sound quality, of course. But as Chris indicated, this is a camera and it's a 3D camera. It is is nothing but a 3D camera. That's an interesting thing. They don't even allow you to take regular 2D pictures. It will only take 3D photos. Yeah. And, And so that's interesting too. What kind of aesthetic comes out of it. How do you view it? Of course, the first iteration of these things is isolating to a certain extent. They've tried to adapt it by projecting your eyes or a version of your eyes out there so that there is that kind of interaction. But once we can share the space, that will take it to another level. Yeah. And and it it also feels like a beginning of something new just just from the from the viewpoint that all the other VR headsets are, they're pretty much gaming consoles that Mm. you wear. 
And this one is, it feels more serious. It feels more, um, they, 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 are, they are pointing out the work aspect of it. And when you see the demos, people just opening up their Mac and boom, they have a huge, uh, their own Mac screen in front of them and other things in space. Um, it's a different beast. It's a different kind of animal. Yeah. I mean, Peter had had uh, indicated to me that uh, at one point um, I was texting him while he was using it, and he was walking around his house, and he, he sent me some interesting shots, looking at his phone, which he could see absolutely with no problem, working on his keyboard uh, when seated, and then uh, experiencing the, what they will call spatial computing aspects of it and all of uh, all of those interactions of real world isolating world scale um seem to be integrated and of course this is early days i mean i you know we're just talking about it in theory i mean next week i'll i'll report back on on the true experience uh from my point of view anyway um but i think it's going to be different for anyone using it how early days are we um if we if, if okay this this is probably a different device than an apple watch or or a pair of air uh, airpods because just just the price range is different but um the the adoption of these after the initial doubters um has been like almost exponential so question is uh, are we going to see something like that here or think- is that is it going to take I don't know, 10 times as long because of the price point. No, I think the price point will have to come down. Of course, that is... It will, yes. But but the price point is directly correlated with adoption. So they balance... You know, they limited how many they made. They sold out of the I'm pretty sure it's iteration. not easy to make. No. I, th- I think it probably is... I'm going to guess it's probably close to a loss leader for them. Uh, I'm sure they didn't want to sell it for 3500 but that was the price they had to sell it. Um, you know, I don't think they're they're looking for the sales of the Vision Pro to drive their stock price up. Let's put it that way. Mm. But I think between three and five years, we're going to see a new iteration of this that is going to be closer to something that people can keep in their pockets, um, longer so battery it, use. Is it a safe um, bet to say that, let's say in five years or let's say five years, um, 50% of humanity is going to have something on their face. I'm not talking about Apple, but um, what Apple just released, I think, has a chance to speed up everyone else, to get, to make everyone go into higher gear. Well, how many people wear glasses? If you could integrate people's everyday wear, how many people use watches? Yeah, but that's not the, the glasses thing. The form factor isn't five years away. Well, and the other thing, um, so, so one of the things that I, I think is different about this particular type of technology is that it stops you from experiencing the world in in some way. It okay, isolates so, you. So, yeah. uh, it, it, well, it isolates you, but it also stops you. Know, most, um, most human beings are, are, are led primarily by their eyesight. Some people, yeah, but... Um, uh, and you know it is a key part of experiencing the world and living life so putting a watch on your wrist doesn't stop you using your five senses having a phone in your pocket 
stops you mm. using your brain, but it doesn't stop you. <laughs> it does a lot of people <laughs> using their brains, um, but it doesn't stop you. Uh, it doesn't stop you experiencing the world with all your senses. Uh, I would say uh, if you've ever been at a stoplight watching people cross a busy intersection, looking at their phone and not at all glancing up at the road. It shuts, it shuts down at least two of your senses if you, if you are walking with a phone. I, I do appreciate that. But the, the difference for me with any kind of headset that puts a screen in front of your eyes is you are no longer seeing the world. It is, it's effectively a, a very complex blindfold. I'm going to um, throw something back of, at you. I'm going to throw something back at you. Please do. Please do. Uh, I'm going to say that, and if you speak to combat photographers, um, when they lift their camera up to their eye, they are no longer experiencing the horrors of war, but are focused on capturing the horrors of war objectively. But that experience of looking through a viewfinder is isolating and protective to those in traumatic situations. And you hear this over and over and over. Also, what um, what I hear people who came from, let's say, a DSLR switching to a mirrorless camera, you have, a, all of a sudden, you have a screen in between you and uh, and the subject you're shooting. Before that, it was just light traveling through through prism. And, uh, but you have, you have enhanced your senses because you have different things that you can see about what yeah. you do. So, so we, we are, we are talking AR, augmented reality. You're augmenting your reality. You're adding things to it. You might remove something from it, but you're also adding things to it. Yeah. I, th I think you're both, you're both right. And two things, you know, because, and it is a really interesting conversation. Um, firstly, you know, as a photographer with a viewfinder, you don't hold the viewfinder to your eye for two hours at a time and experience the whole of everything for extended periods of time. Just imagine you'd be like Terminator and you'd have the have the the, the crosshairs and the exposure thing in front of Absolutely. your eye all the time. And I'm sure you have both seen and probably both have some personal experience. I know I do, um, the, but you'll have seen the 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 backlash on the bit of advertising that was i think it was a dad taking you're know, videoing a, a child's oh, yeah. birthday or something like that and i've personally experienced you know um being the one who has to take the photos of blowing out candles right you know that, that you don't actually form the same kind of memory of it in, to the point where these days i refuse to do that with anything but my phone and i set my phone up and i actually make sure i'm looking not at the phone screen when i'm taking the photos and and quite frankly damn the photos because i want to be part of the experience i want to be part of the moment all right though, um, though the the 3d aspect of capture is in the purview of the iphone 15 which integrates uh, with the playback version of the real experiential um, image making of the Vision Pro, so th these are a lot of things we don't know, and 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 uh, it's always about unintended consequences. Though I do think that wearable spatial computing, if we want to just take the vernacular generated by Apple, it will be interesting. Um, when it becomes just simple eyeglasses 
um, that can be turned on and off to experience that. So at will, you can just touch it. There you've augmented your reality with voice. You can determine what it is, temperature, uh, look for a person, facial recognition, mapping, whatever it is, uh, and then turn it off with your lenses. I think that's something that, with the right price point, will be adopted. I'm I'm surprised how 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 little dystopian this is right now because i know us i know <laughs> what we're talking about. but anyway anyway let's assume and we're not, we're not gonna we're not gonna solve these things uh, in here but let's let's assume this is a everyday thing everyone has one because we i want to bring this back to the our premise of the show the experience of photography so let's assume we have these things that they might look like um regular glasses fine they might not be that weird um there's now no ski goggles you 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 will you will be taking photos it's socially accepted that everyone has these cameras on their face and and can take pictures or video anytime and there's a little light that tells people to to watch out if you if you're shooting um and then you have a device on your face that also lets you experience photography in a way that is different from now yeah i'm up for totally up for the 3d thing right i i love 3d imagery any way i can experience that whether it's with you know um the glasses that you used to get in cereal packets or whether or whatever it is <laughs> right you know or, or victorian uh oh, the word has escaped me I'm too tired on a saturday afternoon um yeah the where you know looking at um stereoscopic there we go stereoscopic photographs i love that stuff i think it's brilliant so that as a new experience for me with a device like this is is a really uh, interesting thought right that's something i could really get into and the the way that you might it it compose for that and the images that you, you might make and and stuff like that i think there could be it could be really exciting to to have a mainstream 3d capability that that many or most people are using so that i'm definitely looking forward to uh I suspect I'm more at the Google Cardboard end of the scale than the Apple Vision Pro end of the scale at the moment. Um, but uh, you know, I, let's see. Let's see where the price points end up. Yeah, obviously. that's just a, a question of price point and adoption yeah. and and, and comfort wearing this okay. thing. You know, there's. I mean, this is again, again. Well, let, let's just assume all these things are solved. It's it's a it's as accessible yeah. as a as a run of the mill smartphone. Yeah, and socially acceptable because yeah, yeah, part, that's part of the you know we're talking about the technical in in our hypothetical discussion that is that is solved. Yeah. All, these yeah. are all solved problems. We all have them. Virtually everyone yeah. has them. I think the most important thing for these to work, um, and and that that you know we can talk about the abstraction of uh, social isolation as it uh, grows globally, especially with. Uh, you know, millennials and younger, um, that is becoming a real problem. Um, the isolation factor, and that is due to a lot of of social media, cultural media, that that pushes people into smaller and smaller isolated groups, uh, and then into themselves. The problem uh, will be solved when and if we can like I said, share our experiences, especially if they're big scale, 3D, uh, 
You know what I mean? If I can show people what I am doing standing, having recorded standing on a cliff overlooking a beautiful glacier lake, I'm only talking about the 180 degrees, doesn't have to be 360, and, and making a, quote, call to someone who will put on those goggles, whatever form they are, and go, wow, you are there? That is amazing. Um, I'm also thinking about how these can be used in production, where I'll send a location scout to look at different environments, and I don't have to be chasing after them. Um, you know, we're riding eight hours in a, you know, a stuffy van uh, and and go, yeah, not really right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, these are things on the practical side that I'm interested in, but sharing is caring. And, and I think as long as this becomes further isolating, it is not a positive thing in terms of the social dynamic. It may be great aesthetically and we may get great stuff out of it for ourselves, you know, and I, I like, again, I look forward to be able to do some creative stuff that I may not have been able to experience using a bigger scale. And that's, you know, coming back to our discussion is the experience of photography. You know, if we work for backwards to what is it like holding an old snapshot from your, you know, your grandparents, your great grandparents. I mean, Chris, you just went through that with that old box of photographs that you, that you kind of unearthed last year. Um, just picking up one of those pictures and looking at it and understanding all the history behind it, your family, all of the experience they may have had, how that influenced you, where you came from, all of the responsibilities that you carry because of your family and not. That's just by holding a small two by two or three by three snapshot, very emotional, very powerful. If it's in a book, you know, uh, uh, what do we call those albums, you know, that are pasted in or with the little corners and we flip them, you know, the, we don't see those anymore. But, but um, I, you know, my late mom had sent me a whole pile of them and, you know, they're <laughs> unwieldy. I ended up taking the pictures out, digitizing them and having those <laughs> recordings. You know, you uh, know what, what, what I envision? I envision uh, an album. You have one, you have one of these albums at home. And you open it, and the pictures are filled in virtually. So you have the haptic experience. You can flip the pages, and it's full with yeah. And you decide what's in it. Uh, that would that would that would be a good mix of both worlds. And a, you don't a runtime photo album that would be. yeah. <laughs> yeah I like <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, do you know what? There's a couple of things here though. Just to be fair to some of these new technologies, I don't think the isolating thing is the technologies themselves necessarily, and I don't think a vr headset or a spatial computer or whatever it is that ends up being the mainstream you know, accepted phrase i don't think that that is the isolating factor i think uh, mostly i think is what you use it for and i think it is the things that we tend to bunch under the term of social media that have had the big societal impact rather than the hardware itself i mean the hardware is obviously the access point so it's not you know, entirely it, but it, it's not it's not to blame i don't think because uh, you can delete the social media apps off your phone, like I do, and use it to do things like pay for pay for parking when you go out, and you know, or, or uh, you know, use it to navigate places, or you know, other thing you know, to do. So, in fact, it links to my pick of the week actually, which was um, which will come come to towards the end of the show. 
um, as a good use for a, a phone. So uh, I'm, I don't think it's the the hardware, but I, I look for. I, I like the idea of a, a runtime photo album. Can I um, can I say though? Um, uh, I'm going to dip into fiction here, right? Uh, and I'm going to say it's, it's some of this stuff for me in, in the early stages of these new experiences is the difference between Neuromancer and Snow Crash, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm. some I of the, so, yeah, see, so you two are both nodding. You totally get the difference between Neuromancer and Snow Crash, right? So, you know, um, uh, yeah, the, the, the virtual world in Snow Crash very much, uh, yeah, a replication of the real world in a lot of ways. Where if you read Neuromancer, it's very much more graphical and yeah, um, abstract. Neorealistic in yeah, Neuromancer. Yeah, 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 definitely. But it, it's it's not um, it's not like the Matrix. I I always say the Matrix movies are far more like the depiction of virtual reality in Snow Crash than yeah, they are in agree. Neuromancer, which is which is very different for me personally. Um, so I think we're doing the matrix thing the snow crash thing right now the skeuomorphic thing right i think i'm really looking forward to what these experiences will bring us when we when we get past the skeuomorphic thing and start thinking in different ways and and you know exploring things in different ways you know i one of the things that really turned me off the whole concept of the metaverse was was meta's people with no legs it's like well hang on you've just developed cartoon people with well no legs. if you if you look at apple's persona they come, came up with they don't look very convincing either they, <laughs> okay, they look well, like a nightmare they, at this point yeah. they can't the zoom do, calls they, are about to get very interesting yeah yeah, yeah it's, again it's, pretty, it's it's the first iteration and it's, it's still in beta so we're definitely in the uncanny valley with yes the we personas, yes permanently um, <laughs> um so so there's a lot of work to do there but uh and uh, sorry, uh, yeah, I I think, yeah, uh, I've probably taken this down yet another rabbit hole. Sorry, but yeah, I think there's a lot of positives to be said about this platform. I I can't and um, I can't imagine the everyday wearing of it for. I could definitely imagine wearing one of these things to to watch a movie or to look at photographs and experience new things that people create. You know, I think. So for for you, it's a it's a it's an it's a bursts. Uh, experience in in short bursts here and there. I th- I I think so, and I th- and I think. But I, you're, sti- but you're I, still thinking goggles, right? You're not thinking Ray Bans. Well, so so the Ray the the, the Ray Bans are the inter- are interesting as well, aren't they? Of course, they don't have projection in them at the moment. They're a capture device, right, rather than a visual projection device. Mm. So. There's a lot to you know, and and yeah, they are, but we're yeah, talking they, Meta's Ray Bans, of course, right? Uh, currently, yeah, as as you know, yeah. pod, at the time of recording, the 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 leading product in this space, the one that at least the one that looks most the normal, I think, is that is Meta's Ray Bans. I did Ray-Bans hear that Meta's, Apple has is, something similar in development. <laughs> I do, yeah. of course, of course. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> I, the, I having having it's a while it's almost two years ago now actually having been through eye surgery specifically so i don't have to wear glasses anymore the idea of actually that's not true i had a medical reason to have eye surgery but um the yeah yeah yeah, that that would be cool genuine augmented reality i think i would get a big and uncanny valley feeling from the um the the spatial computing thing at the moment because yes yes it might look like i'm looking at my things but it would also still be very much 
a camera capture and turn it into a digital screen and things like that. I have that. a question for both of you, which is <clears throat> when we or you guys first experienced computing, you got your first computer, how much time do you think you would spend in front of that screen relative to going out into the quote real world, unquote, compared to now? And I'm, I, I don't only oh. want to say it's a computer screen at home sitting as we are right now, but your, you know, your screen on your phone and your Tesla. I mean, we spend an awful long time in front of screens on a per hour basis for a day. Yeah. Way yeah. more. Way, way more. I mean, but, yes. But, but no. that's, but that's because we are, we're not like, like you, you're not going online. You're not going in front of a screen you have him with you it's there it's part of your life it has turned into part of your life uh, at one point the the going online the being on the computer thing was this um this act you had you had to go to a room you had to fire up a machine you had to wait for it to boot and do do its beeps and bloops and stuff and then you uh, you do your thing and you turn them off again um and then with with a smartphone which you you do you don't turn it off regularly. You just put it to sleep and and wake it up again in within a fraction of a second. So um, that is there and that's in your pocket. So that has changed. And I totally believe that we are going to get to that point with uh, with the three D spatial yeah, I mean, devices. I, 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 I I agree. And so one once it becomes um, non invasive in terms of how we use it. Um, I think it'll be adopted more widely, as I've said. But, uh, you know, again, the if you look at these AR goggles currently in its present form delivered this week, it feels to me that it is just another, quote, laptop, unquote. It's just a different computer. It's another computer. And it's priced as another computer. And it is a computer that you yeah, that you will use for a certain time and then take it off again. That's what yeah. it is right now. And that's what it's designed to be. Yes. In other words, it has a limited uh, amount of battery juice, you know, but and probably weight. So, It'll give you raccoon eyes if you wear too long. Yeah. So all, all of that is there. Um, I did receive my Zeiss lenses, my prescription yesterday. And I have to say... Wow, did they, you could, I mean, the quality of the inserts just holding, holding up <laughs> and looking up was dazzlingly sharp compared to normal lenses. So they've gone far afield in terms of quality, but going back to how I uh, look at it, I mean, if you're buying a fully loaded MacBook Air, you know, it's going to cost you close to that or, a, you know, uh, that's the going cost of a computer fully loaded um and and if you you approach it like this um i think it's that's the experience you're going to have i mean i have lots of little you know keyboards that i can slap in i can see taking it on a plane and doing work on a different scale that i have I think I think you'll be you you'll be wearing this on our next episode, <laughs> and and you'll and you'll have your notes in front of you while you talk there to us, and go. we'll and see you... your and we'll see your eye on this external screen in a very fake strange eyes. looking fake, way, the fake, fake eyes, eyes and, yeah. and so on. I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can wait. I. <laughs> 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 
I I'm, I think that there's clearly this huge potential. Clearly, whether you call it a, a product for developers or a product for that that is in development and is done for the purpose of, of Apple engineers to learn and, and and learn how to get a product like this to market, um, because there's nothing like a deadline, right? There's a shipping date to hit, right? So yes, exactly. I think it's an amazing it's an amazing thing, and uh, I look forward to to being yeah, able and to get feedback from eighty thousand people, and that's not nothing. Um, and then no. further develop. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of apps are developed, including what I have in mind, and, and also just um, how fast these apps get integrated and what sticks. So, uh, I, you know, I, this is, is going to be I'm really excited that you're going to do some app development on this. I think um, because I think it is, I, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for for creators to lead the way, right? Yeah, cre creator, yeah, artists and creators to to lead the way on this thing. Because I think for me, the power of these things when they arrive is is the way that they can change things and the way that we can add experiences to our lives. I'm not, yeah, I'm not interested in being able to project a large spreadsheet. Or, or a calendar that sounds or, exciting <laughs> or a browser window into a virtual 3d space that 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 no, really doesn't really doesn't do anything for me um but going but, back to our initial discussion about how to experience photographs you know we we start with looking at something small uh we experience a photo a photograph on a website um that gives us i i, I think an opportunity to keep browsing to keep kind of what's next what's next what's what's next like the endorphin rush that we seek um so online viewing of photography for me feels like you've got to make an impact quickly um because you're going to move on um but when you're looking at that same photograph say in a museum that is at scale, say five feet by four feet, I don't think you would just wander by it. I think you would stop. It demands attention. And so you start to look at different things and you experience. And we could say that it's the same photograph that you held three by three in your hand, what you saw on a website and what you see on a museum. Your The experience of it, is very different. If you see it with a bunch of type in an advertisement in a magazine, that again is a different experience. So if you're looking at a book, an art book that has a very carefully cultivated design aesthetic in print, um, you're going to look at it again. Yes, you may be flipping, but you won't flip as quickly as you do on a website. All of these I think affect the end result of the particular decisions that a photographer must m make in how they present their work, not what they take, because what they take, what they shoot is going to come out of that instinct. But how they present is a very, very, um, you know, you have to carefully consider it now because it's very different. I'm, I'm, you know, working on a museum show that will open in about a year. And, you know, with the uh, museum curators just talk, talking about, you know, I have the plans of the space and all of that, but to ascertain how much of the work I would like to be big 
and how much I want it to be intimate um, is, you know, those are, those are difficult decisions. I would, I would combine those. So if, if, if that device was an everyday thing, um, I would turn my place here into, into a museum with big pictures on the walls um, that I just paste there. And we've, we've, we've now heard that the, the, the spatial integrity of whatever you put somewhere, it stays there. It's like, it's, it's yeah. drilled it, into the wall pretty much. It doesn't move. So it, it does feel like it's there. So uh, you could make your entire house into a big gallery space with perfectly lit photos at any size you like, room height, um, and leave them up there for, for virtually leave them up there for a week and then swap them out for something else. And sure. uh, surround yourself with your own photos and with other photos that you love that are not your own and, and get inspiration Live this with way. them, yes. W would you, both of you, if, if money was not an object and you were building a new house or studio and the technology was yet maybe a little more leveled up, would you consider having a wall or two of, of kind of micro LEDs, basically a television set on your wall that you could, you could put whatever you want or nothing um, so that, you know, you could generate whatever background, whether I mean we see it in sci-fi films all the so, time. So, so you're you're talking about a what what what's now known as a volume for that, for production exactly at I'm home? Yes. Yeah, sure. It'd be great. I'd love that. Why I not? think we're good. I'd love yeah. that, and it it could be our exhibition space, and it could be your your home theater, and it could be anything. Yeah, you could have a little window. But, but then, but then again, assume, <laughs> assuming we have these these devices that they, they will turn every space into that every wall every ceiling every floor um and of course you you will have to everyone will need one of those then because you want to make this a communal experience and not just an isolated experience so you want others to see the same thing that you do or maybe they want their own exhibition because they hate your photos and then <laughs> everyone everyone lives in the well, same room and they they see yeah. other things that, that would be that would be interesting yeah I think, and I think. Yeah, oh, I can I see filter bubbles, filter bubbles, <laughs> visual <laughs> filter I, bubbles. I think I, pro I personally would probably just go and look out at the window rather than project a window on my wall. But the, um, but the, not everybody has lots of windows, right? That's and not it. everybody has nice views. No, you can have as many windows as you like, and you can be looking out in the into the Antarctis if you like, and have penguins in front of your window. day to night and night to day. Yeah. Uh, you know, natural light, northern light, Paris skyline, <laughs> whatever you need. Whatever gentlemen, gentlemen, let's let's move on to the to our picks. How about that? I don't think <laughs> yes, we've I really think we've thoroughly, uh, addressed I think our we've, major we've concern, ourselves. but we've talked a lot about new we, tech. We've outdone Wait, ourselves. Yeah. We've thoroughly avoided the topic this week. So well done, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think we're really good at that. And this is not. This will not be the last time we are, we're going to talk no, about no. this, it's especially with uh, Jeremiah having his on his way. Yeah, it, but it, you know, I, I hope that if, if nothing else, uh, you know, any of the viewers, listeners will just kind of consider how a individual photograph manifests its intention in much different ways, depending on context, scale, um, you know, and personalization. So uh, there you go. All right. Here's the first pick for today. Adrian, <laughs> what is yep. Top Tracer? Top Tracer. This is this is uh this is great. Um so I went to the driving range today with my brother 
and uh, I haven't hit a golf ball in at least 10 years and I've never really been a golfer as such. Um, but now driving ranges have been computerized, right? So <laughs> you get a screen in your, in your booth at a bay in the driving range and there are cameras on the roof. And when you hit the ball, it, it uses those cameras to track the ball and what, uh, and what you've shot. Uh, and then uh, this video that you're showing now, Chris, shows a sort of augmented reality view. Uh, we didn't have that. But what you do have is that on the screen, you can then say, OK, well, I'm playing such and such a course or we're playing this game or that game. Like, who can get closest to the flag and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but it actually tracks your real world hitting of the golf ball um, with cameras and computers. And it can be it can be used for sort of diagnostics and coaching and helping you play yeah help correct your swing and stuff like that as well. Oh, it's not, uh, there wasn't putting at this one because this was the range. So um, uh, the, uh, the the that was the bit that was missing. But I just thought yeah, it's a real world, real sport, outdoors way of using cameras and technology to you could you to, could have all this in your virtual goggles integrated you wouldn't need play, a screen or anything it's all in there how to play hawaii in i think Grizzly. we played pebble beach actually one of the pebble beach courses we played yeah, yeah it was um it was nice here yeah, to play pebble oh, yeah. beach from the the safety of southern england yeah exactly <laughs> all right um i've brought us something that is completely not photography but um, it is a good exercise in product design. I'm talking about a company called Teenage Engineering, and just as an example, um, they, they they have they have started with audio, little audio pro producing gadgets, synthesizer. mini synthesizers, mini synthesizers in a weird form factor, and uh, really enticing. And um, and they have now brought out a series of um, quite pricey production tools. And just as an example, their TP7 field recorder, I think it's 1500 bucks or something, um, which is a which is a pocket-sized field recorder that their, their industrial design is amazing. Their, um, they have strange ideas like that recorder has a spinning disc that shows you when it's recording by spinning it and you can touch that thing and rewind by winding that back like an old like an old record um and it all fits in the palm of your hand and uh, it is a multi-track recorder that you can hook up to their mixer that is the same form factor it is it's a wild uh, series of products and if you want to see amazing product design i think that's one of the best examples is, right now on the market. It is beautiful. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, mini disc players and yeah. late stage Walkman, cassette Walkman. So I, I had le later, you know, in, in, when early Walkmans were, were, were very well established, and I'm talking about sort of in the early 90s, I think this would have been, um, had a really nice Sony Walkman. Um, and then, of course, Minidisc came out. It didn't really catch on in quite the same way, did it? But um, they, they, I had multiple. There were some beautiful Minidisc players that came out. I had one, Sony. Yeah, um, this this I think I think the the industrial design here um, reminds me of uh, the old Swiss Nagra tapes, the the very beautiful tape recorders, and that have been featured in quite a few Hollywood movies. So. Oh yeah. Anyway, it's teenage engineering 
ch- check out their stuff. It's uh, it's it's pretty wild. Um, and then another non-photographic thing, Jeremiah, you brought Since, us something. Yeah, and I, I don't know if we were dreaming the same dream, but I also brought an audio. Um, the DG, uh, DJI, which uh, is famous for kind of drones and, and stabilized camera things. And they, and they own Hasselblad. There's your, your fo- they, photography connection. They do own Hasselblad. Uh, have created a... Um, Really amazing small version, supposedly, according to the specs, high, high quality recorder, um, wherein, you know, that you get two microphones, you clip on, attach the base to your camera, it plugs in, I believe it does a USB um, C, but uh, it's very small, very. rechargeable batteries last forever and um there it is it's a, it, it's a effectively a interesting and new way of recording um it's it's this is amazing stuff that i think Rhodes, the australian company were the first ones to have a product like this where you have a remote microphone wirelessly connected to your camera ones, yeah um and dji uh, have have taken that concept and i think they have they have advanced it a bit too and and i don't i forget what the price point is but it's it's certainly nowhere near teenage engineering no no we're 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 talking we're talking let me say 350 bucks for a for a kit with two two mics uh, two mics uh, and one receiver and a charging bay and stuff I, like that I think it's which, ba- is, which is basically for yeah it's for podcast and the sound quality is decent so if you have any any camera work where you need to film someone and they they just clip that microphone on and um they sound good good to go and it has all kinds of when you investigate it has all kinds of filtration and dynamics that you can adjust in terms of how you record what the wind noise and they record locally just in case your connection goes down you still have recording straight from that person for for later use. so it's it's amazing stuff Yeah. yeah All right! Wow, lots of lots of cool gadgetry today. Now, now we only only need to find a wealthy listener to give Adrian and myself a Vision Pro. Yeah, I I, I agree. (laughs) That'd be nice. Yeah, a little a little Christmas present in February. Anyway, that I think brings us to the end of this episode. Um, So yeah, we need we we need to pick up that topic again, especially the photography experience part of it because I think we've only scratched the surface here. Yeah, and with, by the way, there's all these new things I'm sure they're happening around you guys as well. You know, the experiential art exhibit where you go in and it's all right. full on, uh, you know, um, you know. I think next year we're going to have a quite a big integrated piece of an AI all right. art. Um, and we're coming to the end of this episode. Check us out on thefutureofphotography.com. Um, join our Discord, and we'll be back next week with Jeremiah wearing an, a thing on his face. You won't recognize me, but you <laughs> will see my eyes. You've been listening to The Future of Photography. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at 
thefutureofphotography.com. 